All right, welcome back. We're gonna try a little intro today. You know, I'm I don't know if I love it, but it's it's the one we're using today, and it might not appear next week or the week after, depending on if you're actually following along. If I actually post every week, but here we are. Here here it goes. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Nobody Asked the Podcast, where captivating conversations explore the unasked questions of life and delve into the depths of our shared experiences. I hope this podcast speaks to you and connects us all a little more. You know, it's kind of nice, isn't it? It's nice. It's sweet. It's it's whatever. Um, <laughs> today, we're asking the question, what's your biggest mistake? So we've all been there. We might have I was about to say, we might have 10 biggest mistakes, but honestly, I could rhyme off. I could make a whole book of mistakes. Um, I could make a whole chapter based on each day of my life. But that's the thing. I think that, you know what, sneak peek, um, the thing we learn is that we all have a lot of mistakes that we've made, but we are never going to get better if we don't make those mistakes, right? Firstly. Secondly, like, how much of a deal do you want to make those mistakes, right? Because as I just said, you could make a chapter or I could make a chapter um, in a book about all the mistakes I make in a day, but I don't and I won't because I'll notice it in the moment and I'll move on. I'll take the lesson and I'll move on. That's I think that's the only thing you really need to take from today, but I, I hope you take more. It's, it's that you have to make a mistake and you have to move on whether it be really big or something small, like dropping your pen on the ground, um, whatever it may be, you know, you, you have to believe that if you take the time, you will move forward. Don't you think? I think, I think you can, you know? Anyways, so, and uh, as always, I think these stories are meant to really just be relatable, you know? So you, you, it might be about an aspect of making a big mistake. I know we have ones about like betrayal and setbacks and relationships and not being authentic, et cetera, et cetera. But the stories in and of itself have an over arc of this, of course, but the details of it all, I think that we'll all be able to take a little bit more of a, I don't know, you know what I'm trying to say? There's more than one message in each story is what I'm trying to say as, as per usual. And, uh, of course, uh, we're, we're just going to get into it because whenever I riff too often, it just doesn't end up making a ton of sense. So, um, okay. The first person says, Hey everyone, I've been reflecting a lot lately on a missed opportunity that has had a significant impact on my life. It's something that still weighs on my mind, even years later. I hope sharing my story can serve as a reminder for all of us to seize the chances that come our way. So, back in high school, I had the opportunity to audition for the lead role in the school play. I was passionate about acting, but fear and self-doubt held me back. I convinced myself that I wasn't good enough, that I would embarrass myself in front of everyone, and more. So I let the opportunity slip through my fingers. Little did I know that, that that play would become a massive success, launching the careers of several talented individuals who auditioned that day. 
seeing them th thrive in the spotlight, I couldn't help but feel a pang of regret and wonder, what if I had taken that chance? That missed opportunity taught me a valuable lesson about self-belief and the importance of embracing risks. It's a reminder that we shouldn't let fear hold us back from pursuing our passions and dreams. We never know what doors might open if we have the courage to step through them. So to all of you reading this, don't let self-doubt stand in the way of your dreams. Take the chances that come your way, even if they seem daunting or uncertain. Embrace the unknown, for it is often where the greatest growth and opportunities lie. Remember, life is too short for regrets. Learn from you. Learn from my past mistakes, rather, and make the most of every chance that comes knocking on your door, wishing you all the courage to embrace your opportunities. That was really great. I love that one. I will say, they said launching the careers, the careers of several talented individuals who auditioned that day. And I thought, who are these people that have had careers launched because of a high school play? But you know what? There's some big big uh schools out there that literally do launch careers so maybe maybe they were part of that anyway um or maybe you know any career can start at any time also just the fact that like if you did a school play in middle school um that's the start of your acting career if you end up going on and on and on right because then they say okay when did you start acting well you don't start with the first time you were paid if, if you've been doing musicals and plays, et cetera, et cetera, since middle school, right? It's a, it is truly the start of your career. You just have to look at it that way. Um, and I, I, I think this first story is really funny because it's a great story of just how I feel right now. Just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm in this kind of period of my life where I just, you know, can kind of do anything. Just... I don't know, in, in the sense that it's more widely accepted. Like, I truly believe that if you're my age or 90, that you can just start, right? As as long as you're able-bodied, if you're 90, I don't know. But, you know, you can change your life at any moment, but it's just more widely accepted and the norm for people of my age to just be a little bit of a an adventure seeker type of situation, just kind of like, who am I? Where am I going? What am I doing? I can do anything. Is that too many options? Is that not enough options? I don't know. But there's also people my age who have known since the day they set foot in high school that they would graduate and do this and do that and do that, whatever, whatever, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, can you tell? It's like I've learned the word et cetera today. I've used it so many times already and I'm sorry. Um, but I, I, I wish I had more to add to this besides that, like, I'm also unsure of how much risk I should take and how much self-belief I should have. And I think that's a part of this whole thing is that you don't know until you've made the mistake. You don't know until you've learned the lesson. I, I think that word mistake should almost be altered a little bit. I don't think we should get rid of it. I still, I think we should alter it a little bit to remember that with mistakes comes lessons if you want them, right? So um, that's all I really have to add to it. I can't say, yeah, 
you know, this is such a good story and like, yeah, follow your dreams, et cetera. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm in the position of a lot of you who don't know if, if the dream works out, don't know how our life pans out and whatever. All I know is that one thing is guaranteed and it's that we can handle every single day and that's all we need to do. Right? And eventually we will look back just as this person does, just as every single person on my list here has looked back and said, I learned something from this and I am glad, I'm glad it happened. I really, I believe in regrets, but I don't at the same time, you know, we're going to move on though, because this is not about regrets. This is about the biggest mistakes, which is also kind of covers regrets. But anyways, so this person says, I recently made a decision that I thought was going to be life-changing, but it ended up being a major mistake. I invested a lot of time and effort into a passion project, pouring my heart and soul into it, only to realize it wasn't resonating with others the way I had anticipated. It was disheartening and made me question my abilities and judgments. Or judgment. I felt embarrassed and wondered if I had wasted all that time and energy. But you know what? I realized that mistakes are a part of life, especially when we're young and figuring things out. This experience taught me so much about resilience, learning from failures, and not being afraid to try again. I shared my story because I know many of you can relate. We're all about navigating our own paths, taking risks, and trying to find our place in the world. It's important to remember that setbacks and mistakes don't define us. They're opportunities for growth and learning. We're allowed to make mistakes, and we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves when things don't go as planned. So if you're feeling down about a mistake or a setback, remember that you're not alone. We're all in this together, learning, growing, and embracing the beautiful messiness of life. Keep pushing forward. Keep taking mistakes. Keep taking the risks. And keep believing in yourself because in the end, it's through our mistakes that we discover our true strength and resilience. I really liked the tangent this person went on. I lo- It was like a rampage of just positivity. It was, it was really nice. I will say though, they, they said that, you know, they had a passion project that didn't resonate with others. I will asterisk that and say, if your passion project doesn't resonate with others, you're in the wrong room. You need to find your room. You know, this podcast even, it's like, who 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 wants to listen to a podcast about questions nobody's ever asked? Everybody's asked these questions. That's the thing. Um, but you know what I mean? There's a ton of podcasts just like mine, but there's not, right? Because I'm not on every other podcast. My voice is not on every other podcast. My mind is not on every other podcast. The way I speak, the way I've constructed a show is not on every other podcast. Just like how if you made a podcast, it would not be like mine, even if we're kind of talking about the same sort of things to the same sort of audience. It's not the same, right? If you're listening to this podcast, you've listened to other podcasts and you maybe listen to other podcasts just like mine that talk about the same things. You can probably name them. Or maybe you listen to like podcasts about film and reviewing films and acting or whatever it may be. But 
all of those podcasts have something different to offer, right? Even if they're all talking about the same movie, they're, the, uh, they're all reviewing the same movie, they're reviewing it a different way. And that's the beauty of having a collective of, for example, movie reviewers, right? Because if only one voice was heard, we would only hear one voice, we would only hear one perspective, and that would have a lot of weight, but a lot of the time, there's hundreds of people that review movies that are accredited as critics, right? And I'm not trying to take away their voice, but I'm trying to say that they are still a part of a whole entire collective of perspectives on a certain bit of art, right? So that's kind of the same thing. With, with podcasts that talk about the same sort of thing or people online that talk about the same sort of thing, you got to find the people that allow you to create a diverse perspective about the thing that you want to do. And I've totally lost the plot. I'm so, <laughs> I've lost the plot. We're talking about people that have a passion project. Oh, I guess I, I, I've lost the plot in the sense that it started out as you got to find the right room for your art. Um... So there, there's that. There's that. But the right room for your art might look very similar to somebody else's room, but your room will always be different. I think that's how we bridge my two ideas there, okay? If you don't understand, please rewind, because if I were listening to me, I'm, I would probably rewind myself. Um, so I'll give you time to do that. But uh, right now, if you're ready, we'll go into story number three. So... I recently went through an experience that resulted in the breakdown of a connection that meant a lot to me, whether it was with a romantic partner, a family member, or a close friend. They meant a lot. It's not easy to open up about this, but I believe it's important to talk about the challenges we face in our relationships. Looking back, I realized there was a pivotal decision I made that contributed to the downfall of this relationship. It's painful to admit but sometimes our ch our choices can have lasting consequences on the connections we hold dear. In my case, I made a decision without fully considering the impact it would have on the other person. It led to misunderstandings, hurt feelings, ultimately the breakdown of trust. Dealing with the fallout of a significant relationship is never easy. It's a period of intense reflection, self-doubt, and heartache. You question yourself and wonder what could have d been done differently. It's a time of mixed emotions, from sadness and regret to anger and confusion. But through this experience, I've learned some valuable lessons. I've learned the importance of open and honest communication, of taking the time to understand the other person's perspective, and of being willing to admit when we've made a mistake. I've learned that relationships require effort, compromise, and a genuine willingness to grow together. It's not easy to heal from a relationship fallout, and it takes time and self-reflection. But it's also an opportunity for personal growth and understanding. It's a chance to learn more about ourselves, our needs, and how we can improve our future relationships. I want to share this story because I know many of you have experienced relationship breakdowns as well. It's a part of life that can be incredibly challenging, but it's also a chance for growth and self-discovery. We're all here to support each other, share experiences, and learn from one another. 
if you're going to go through a similar situation, remember to be kind to yourself. Healing takes time. And it's important to prioritize self-care and surround yourself with a strong support system. Reach out to trusted friends or professionals who can provide guidance and lend a listening ear. I believe that we have the strength to rebuild and form healthier relationships in the future. Let's learn from our mistakes, grow from our experiences, and embrace the journey of self-discovery and personal growth. Now, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot here. You know, I feel like there's a, a lot of ways a relationship can break down. And I like the fact that this person did no blaming. You can blame all you want. If that helps you heal, fine. If that's what's meant to be said, fine. Blame. But I like how they took some accountability and said, I made a decision without fully considering the impact it would have on the other person. Now you might think, okay, now I need to remember to make sure that I'm always putting myself in the other person's shoes, which is, yeah, you 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 should try to do that. But you don't need to be perfect at it, right? You won't be perfect at it. So you have to be like, okay, I'm not going to be perfect at it, but I'm going to try. That's all. That's all. That's literally the key to anything that you want to do, should do, will do, whatever. I won't be perfect at it, but I'll try. You know what I mean? You know? I think that's the another take-home message here. And uh, I think that's really interesting. I should write that note down, actually, because <laughs> I should be uh, uh, I should be creating some topics here. I won't be perfect at it, but I'll try. Okay, well, if you like that story, I really like that story. You know, uh, we could go on and on about this. We could go on and on about how to deal with the fallout, how to take the time. I like how they said healing takes time with all of this. As I said at the beginning of the episode, you know, whether you drop your pen on the ground or you, you know, lose everything you've ever owned in your life because of a choice you made, you have to take the time. And sometimes the pen falling on the ground is going to make you sad for the entire day. But that's the time you need to take. That's the time you need to take. Right? Time is a construct. Time is not linear, linear, whatever you want to believe. All of that. It's, it's a perspective almost in, the, in this position, in this position, in this situation, right? You know, you got to take the time to heal and... Uh, whether the relationship could have been somebody that you saw at the bus stop every day, right? To some people, if you see the same person at the bus stop and they don't show up one day, you're like, oh, that's sad, you know? And you got to take the time to be like, oh, you know, I, I like seeing them, even though some days I'd be like dreading seeing them because I look bad today or whatever. Um, but, you know, just take the time. That's, that's all I've got to say. Um this next one's a really long one, but I hope you can stick with me. It's kind of about relationships again, but it's it's good. It's great. I mean, I picked it. It's good. 
Okay. A few years ago, I was in a deeply committed romantic relationship with somebody. Also, by the way, when it, if the words sound weird, like I think we started out the last story with, um, a, uh, I recently went through an experience that resulted in the breakdown of a connection that meant a lot to me. Whether it was with a romantic partner, a family member, or a close friend, that was me trying to cover this person's name <laughs> and make it more general so that it would be more palpable for, to everybody to allow everybody to put themselves in that situation and uh, not think about it too much. Um, but anyways, here we are. A few years ago, I was in a deeply committed romantic relationship with somebody who had appeared to be the perfect match for me. We had a strong connection and shared many interests and dreams. However, as time went on, I started to, uh, I started feeling trapped by societal expectations and pressures to conform. In an attempt to fit into a mold and meet the expectations of others, I gradually began sacrificing my true desires, passions, and even my core values. I suppressed my creative side, abandoned my dreams, and tried to become someone I thought my partner wanted me to be. I was living a lie. As you can imagine, this lack of authenticity took its toll on our relationship. A relationship. <laughs> Slowly but surely, cracks began to appear, and the foundation we had built started to crumble. My partner sensed that disconnect and became frustrated with my constant need to please others at the expense of my own happiness. One day, it all came crashing down. My partner discovered the extent of my self-betrayal and the trust we had built shattered into a thousand pieces. That's dramatic. The pain and heartbreak was unimaginable, but it served as a wake-up call for me. I realized that the only way to salvage any semblance of a relationship or perhaps even rebuild my own sense of self was to confront my fears and embrace authenticity. It was time to start living for others. Uh, stop living for others. No, it was, it was time to stop living for others and start living for myself with determination. I embarked on a journey of self-discovery. Sorry, my computer just turned off and I wasn't sure if we were still recording. Here we go. <laughs> With determination, I embarked on a journey of self-discovery. I sought therapy, dove into introspection, and surrounded myself with supportive friends who encouraged my true passions and ambitions. So I began to... Where am I, where's my place? I began rediscovering my creativity, pursuing my long-lost hobbies, and aligning my actions with values. Okay, I'm going to pause there because there's something really interesting. I embarked on a journey of self-discovery I dove into introspection and surrounded myself with supportive friends who encouraged my true passions and ambitions. So two things here. Firstly, they had to figure out who they were. They had to figure out who they were. They had to take time. They did it through therapy. They did it through introspection. You know, if you don't have the money for therapy, I know it's expensive for a lot of people. And that's too bad. And that's really unfortunate. And I hope that that one day that can change but if you don't have that money right now you're not alone in that but you're also not alone in how you can do introspection one of the really interesting ways that is out there that i've done myself is look for a list of quote shadow work questions end quote end quote as if i need to end quote things <laughs> Um, and it's basically these questions that ask you, 
ask you questions nobody asked before. It's it's I I, I should bring up an example really. Okay, let me let me search up my list here and see or I'll just okay, shadow work questions. Um they're they're meant for you to really delve into who you are at this time. And if you don't like who you are at this time, you can always change. That's the point. But you can't change into something that you don't know that you're not yet, right? If you are like, oh my gosh, I really want to be a superstar one day. You have to acknowledge the fact that you're not a superstar right now. You have to acknowledge the fact that you're living the life of somebody who's not a superstar right now. So what are you doing every day? Okay, so you create a list of everything that you're doing in a day. Maybe you have an agenda. Maybe you already have that list because you have a scheduler. I don't know. And it might be hard at first being like, oh, gosh, I'm not living the life of my dreams. But if you slowly incorporate one thing today that today and tomorrow, schedule one thing today. So you make sure you have one thing done today and one thing tomorrow. So you make sure that tomorrow starts the habit of what you can do to achieve whatever dream you want, you know? And if you start with one thing, you're not doing it all in one day because you cannot do it all in one day because right now, right now your burnout level is really low because you're not a superstar right now. So if you just start doing all the superstar things, you're not going to be able to do it. It's like running a marathon on day one. You, you shouldn't be doing that. You should, you should do whatever feels right for you or whatever you're able to do on day one. And that might be walk outside for 15 minutes. That's your day one. And your day two is like walk outside for 20 minutes and jog for one. So you're doing 21 minutes work on the second day. You know what I mean? You Your burnout level is going to be low. So you have to start small. So an example of shadow work prompts for you to think about. And this originally wasn't part of the show, obviously, but here we are. Here we are. I have a bunch of notebooks, a bunch of notebooks for different things, things I want, things I have. So that's my shadow work stuff and things I'm grateful for. And I try to at least think of things I would put in those books, if not write down quickly for 10 minutes at the end of every day things I would I should be putting in those books and that's just that that's all because if you take small steps you will get there um but here's the thing here's examples what do you dislike about yourself most and you might say I don't know or you might be able to list off all these things about your appearance which is I think a lot of people start with appearance and I think if you do more of these shadow work prompts you're going to realize it's not about appearance it's about your inner like being your inner being is who who you are right it's not your haircut your haircut might seem fun and fresh when you first get it but as you move on you're like okay well i can't live my li- my life based on my haircut you know i'm sure there's some people that do they have cool hair i'm sure um but you know what i mean another thing is this might be this might be deep, but what are your parents' best and worst personality traits? Do you see any of them within yourself? That one is wild to me because you can complain or praise your 
parents or guardians as much as you want or the people that raised you, whether it be somebody else. Um, but you're going to realize that there's some of them, some of those traits within you, right? Do you want to change them? Do you not want to change them? If you don't want to change them, maybe you should stop complaining about other people. You know what I mean? I love these questions. They're really interesting. Um, but anyways, we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the, to the next story. I liked this one because it, it, it's about being authentic, about being who you are, but also how you figure out who you are, right? You have to, you have to go inward. And sometimes that means isolating yourself for a couple months like I did, like I've been doing. I don't want to leave actually isolation at this time. I've, I see like three people and, uh, sometimes it's only one person and, uh, that's how I live my life currently. Cause I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, you know what? I don't think I get along with the people that I used to know. And that's okay. There's, I've said it so many times before. There's a reason, a season or a lifetime for every relationship in your life. Is it a reason? Is it a season or is it a lifetime? And you have to be okay if it's just a reason. And you have to be okay if it's just a season. Because it's your life. It's not theirs. It's yours. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I wanted to share a personal story about my biggest mistake, which revolved around self-sabotage and the never-ending comparison game. It's a topic that I believe many of us in this community can relate to. Growing up in the age of social media, it's easy to fall into the trap of constantly comparing ourselves to others. And I know before you, before you drown me out because I mentioned social media in comparison, I first rolled my eyes too. But if you really think about it, we are comparing ourselves, right? We, we would compare ourselves in daily life. Anyways, when we're walking on the street, when we're in a store, when we're seeing people on billboards, we are comparing ourselves. But because it's social media, the comparison, the amount of comparison is so much higher, right? Because we're constantly flipping from person to person to picture to picture to triumph to triumph. Like most people are not talking about their losses on Instagram. If they are, that's awesome. But a lot of people are posting what's fun for them, what's cool for them, what's happening for them, right? So if we're constantly seeing that, we are comparing ourselves on a level that's unhealthy. If you are comparing yourself, some people use social media just to celebrate. You know, if they go on there, they're like, oh, all of these people are going to post something interesting or helpful to me, whatever. Um, but other people look at stuff and be like, you know, what? I, I wish I lived in Calabasas. I wish I had a luxury car. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, you know, instead of that's so great for them. I want that. Okay, I want that. I'm going to work for that. Instead of that mindset, right? What are we doing there? What's our headspace at there? Um, but moving on. So I would see others as success and feel like I was falling behind instead of using their achievements as inspiration. I would use them as a stick to beat myself with. I would doubt my own abilities, question my worth and convince myself that I could never measure up. And that is what I just said. You have to use social media as inspiration 
inspiration. If you're not inspired by what, by what you're seeing or feeling connected to what you're seeing. So, you know, you might not be inspired by the guy you went to high school with, you know, whatever, but you're connected because you, you want to be connected. And if you don't want to be connected, unfollow them. You should not really be following people that you knew from high school, unless you're in high school, just left high school or whatever, because it's, it's that's not normal. That's weird. Unless you want to connect with them. Don't snoop on other people's lives. That's comparison. That's unhealthy. You're not being inspired and you're not being connected. That That's my two, two sort of rules when I'm on social media. If I'm not inspired, I need to feel connected. So I'm going to write that down because I want to talk about that more on social media. Okay, so moving on with the story. I keep interrupting, but here we are. We're, we're moving on. So this toxic mindset prevented me from fully embracing my own journey. I would hold back on pursuing my passions because I felt I could never achieve the level of success others had already attained. I became my own worst critic, sabotaging my own progress and preventing myself from reaching my full potential. It took a moment of realization for me to break free from this destructive pattern. I realized that my worth and success should not be defined by the achievements of others. Each of us has our own unique journey and comparing ourselves to others only hinders our growth. I made a conscious decision to shift my focus from comparison to self-compassion. I started to celebrate my own accomplishments. Oh God. I started to celebrate my own accomplishments, no matter how small, and learned to appreciate the progress I was making on my own path. I surrounded myself with positive influences who uplifted and inspired me rather than triggering feelings of inadequacy. That's another thing. Not only can it make you feel inadequate, right? But you also need to realize that, like, you have to celebrate your own achievements and to celebrate your own achievements. I've been through this and I'm currently working through this in the sense that, like, I see people doing stuff and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. And I forget that I need to put my phone down and be like, if I find that so cool, if I want to do that one day, I need to do that in my real life. You have to live in your real life, in your reality. And that's why I think introspection is so great. That's why I think shadow work is so great. And if you don't want to do the shadow work stuff, if you don't want to do therapy, just get a journal and try to just recall what you've been doing that day or what's on your mind right now. If there's something that's bothering you that day, start with that and then start talking about your day. Because if you don't know what's happening in your real life, you don't know how to change your real life, right? That's that's my biggest piece of advice for people right now because that's what I'm going through. You know, for the longest time, I was in school just, you know, day-to-day being led by, okay, so I have um, maths today and then I have French and then etc, 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 in high school. And then I, I went to university and I had, okay, so I had XYZ course and then I would go to my lab and then my tutorial and then I had a little break and then this and then I had to study for like eight million hours a day. And then that's how I led my life. I would do things on the side that really I enjoyed. But when that all gets erased, when that all gets erased, what is your life? And that transition's hard. 
right? When it when your schedule is taken away from you, it's kind of like losing a job. When your schedule is taken away from you, whether it be at a job or school, you have to figure out what you do with your day. You have to figure out who you are without those things. And that takes time. It's taken me a long time. I, You know, I stopped my courses and basically at the end of December and I was in some courses for a couple months, but then those courses ended too. And they, they were only like, they were not part-time, but they were pretty part-time. Um, so I slowly was taking away these scheduled things that I was meant to do and slowly being like, oh, okay, well, when these things aren't happening, who am I? What do I do in my day? What do I want from my day? What do I want from my life? How am I getting there? I think one of my biggest mistakes, I think I'm doing like self-therapy right now just on the podcast, but I think it, I think it'll be helpful. I think that my biggest mistake is feeling like my life slowly falling apart (laughs) this year. Honestly, honestly, going from a full-time student to a part-time student to having no school and no job, no regular job anyways, it's like, okay, slowly losing everything that I knew and slowly being forced to know who I am without those things and who I am in general as a person, as a human, as a being, you know? And a a big part of where I am at right now is feeling, trying to feel like it hasn't been a mistake. It hasn't been me being lazy or whatever. I needed to take the time to figure out what to do, who I was, what I wanted from life, and how I was going to get there. And I'm still going through that. But I think that right now I'm finally putting the name of, you know what, it was never a mistake. But it was a mistake in the sense that I was resistant maybe to introspection for a long time, just being like, okay, well, you know, I don't want to do it. I don't want to sit here and write down all of my thoughts from the day. But once you do, it's kind of like meditation. Once you do it, it's like, okay, well, I should have been doing this, you know? And I guess my point is that you can look at your biggest mistake. Again, I've said this before in this this episode, but you can look at your biggest mistakes as mistakes and you can regret them. But you can also say, yeah, I regret them. I won't do them again. That was a mistake. But I won't do them again because I learned a lesson right? And you can also say that wasn't a mistake. You know what? I thought it was a mistake, but it wasn't a mistake because maybe I was supposed to lose my best friend. I didn't lose my best friend, but that's just another example. Maybe I was supposed to lose my best friend because that's not who I really was. And I was only friends with them because I went to school with them. Maybe I was only friends with them because we didn't like a certain person. Or maybe I was at that job because I you know, needed a job, but now I don't need a job and now it's there. And I lost that job and now I'm realizing finally that, you know what, that job wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Et cetera, et cetera. You can get it so many different ways. But we have one more story and I'm going to go through it. And this was a long, long episode. So I hope you enjoy it. I was debating whether I was going to record today, but then I thought, you know what, I got to record. I got to do it because this is... This is a part of how what I'm doing. I'm saying, you know what? 
what do I want? And I want a podcast that I post regularly with, have a community around. Okay, so if you want that, why doesn't your life currently look like that? Okay, well, it's because (laughs) I don't accurately, I'm going to be honest, I don't plan the episode all the time, like until I feel like, um, inspired and that's you know you you won't always feel motivated or inspired to do what you want but if you're inspired by your end goal that's what's important right you won't feel inspired every day but you will always feel inspired by your end goal and my end goal was that and there was also a ton of other things that I had to restructure in my life and I still have to restructure in my life but here we are you know what I mean and I've have I talked too much I I really, I don't want to say that I'll ever listen to this podcast again, but I don't want to ever like get a comment and be like, you know, maybe you should just go to therapy <laughs> because you talk too much about your life and it's kind of dark and sad. Um, but nobody asked. It's the point of the podcast, you guys. Girls, they's thems. Are we allowed to just say guys? I don't know. Folks. I've heard that a lot, folks. Y'all. I don't like y'all. I feel like once I start saying y'all, I say y'all a lot. And there's no reason why I should be saying y'all. But there's no reason why I shouldn't be saying y'all at the same time. You know what I mean, (laughs) y'all? Okay, last story. Here we are. A few years ago, I was working towards what I thought was my dream job. I put in years of hard work, dedication, and sacrifice to reach this point. But just when everything seemed to be falling into place, I faced a sudden and unexpected setback. I received the dreaded news that I didn't get the promotion I'd I'd been working so hard for. It felt like a punch to the gut. I questioned my abilities, my worth, and whether I was on the right path. I felt lost and uncertain about my future. It was in the midst of disappointment. I made a choice. Instead of dwelling on the setback, I decided to embrace it as an opportunity for growth. I took a step back and reassessed my goals, passions, and values. I realized that I had been so focused on reaching a specific milestone that I had neglected other aspects of my life. I decided to take a leap of faith and explore new avenues. I started freelancing, taking on projects that aligned with my interests and allowed me to express my creativity. It wasn't easy, and there were moments of doubt along along the way, but this setback became a catalyst for self-discovery. Through this journey, I discovered hidden talents, developed new skills, and found fulfillment in unexpected places. I started to redefine what success meant to me, focusing on personal growth, happiness, and a sense of purpose rather than external validation. Looking back, I realized that the setback was a blessing in disguise. It forced me to reassess my priorities, explore different paths, and discover my true passions. I may not have ended where up where I initially planned. Initially planned. <laughs> but I'm grateful for the detour because it had led me to a fulfilling and authentic career path that I wouldn't have otherwise pursued. So my first thought here is great a lot of take home messages that i hope you've taken but my first thing is that i first thought that like okay so if i try for something i might fail and it might force me down a path that ultimately i'll like but not ultimately where my goal is okay so but that's the thing if you want something you have to figure out 
your intention behind it. And that's also another thing that I've heard recently. I've been watching a lot of advice videos because that's what I need because I currently do nothing with my life <laughs> except for this. Um, but like one of the things I've, I've heard a lot is that you have to be clear about your goal. And a part of being clear about your goal is understanding your intention, right? So say you want a cupcake, you want to go to the bakery because you want a cupcake. Okay, so you plan out, okay, I'm going to go to the cupcake after school, after work, whatever it is. I'm going to take this train, go here or walk or, or whatever, bike, and it's going to be open. It's going to be great. I checked the location. It's going to be good. Um, but then you realize, oh, it's actually closed today. I don't get a cupcake. But then you look across the street and you're like, oh, you know what? There's a cookie shop. They sell cookies. That's really interesting. That's really, that's, that's fun. Okay. So two things here. You just wanted something sweet and you just wanted a cool experience. You didn't necessarily want the cupcake and you didn't necessarily want to go to that bakery. That wasn't your bakery that day. Your bakery was the cookie shop. What? Are, we, are you getting me? You have to realize what you truly want. Do you want money or do you want to be able to pay for your rent? Do you want money or do you want to be able to pay for first class tickets? You know what I mean? What, what level of lifestyle do you really want? Because if you say, oh, I want to go across Europe and live those luxurious like lives of the people I see on Instagram. Okay, you do? Okay, so where are you at right now? You're not, right? You're not. Okay, so why do you want that? You know what I mean? Why do you want... Do you want to look cool? I think that's a lot of the reason why people want money. They want to look cool. Why aren't you looking cool right now? You can look cool before you do that. Okay, so you want to buy designer. Okay, you want to buy designer. That's more specific. That's clear. Because designer is always going to be expensive, right? It's always going to be a couple hundred to a couple thousand to many thousand to, you know, higher. That's a clear goal. Do you want to buy designer? Okay. So put designer clothing on your wall and be like, I want to buy that one day. Don't be like, I don't put a Benjamin Franklin on your wall and be like, I want a Benjamin Franklin because you can go to your bank. And if you have a hundred dollars in your bank account, you can trade it out for a Benjamin Franklin today. You know what I mean? And I'm sure if you held it in your hand, you'd say, okay, well, this is not what I wanted. So don't put money on your wall. Put what you actually want on your wall. Just back to the cupcake example. Are you going to put a cupcake on your wall? Okay, so you want a cupcake. Okay, why do you want the cupcake? Do you want a small cake? <laughs> Basically, you know, a cupcake, do you want a small cake? Okay, do you want it from this bakery? Why this bakery? What's special about this bakery? Is because it looks cool. There's other bakeries that look cool. Is because it has a specific art piece that you like on the wall. Okay, so you like that specific art piece on the wall. You have to be intentional. And I'm going to do a full episode about this because I am now tangenting. Tangent. Ta I'm not going to say the word. You get it. I'm going off. I'm going off, baby. <laughs> I'm going to regret that saying that for sure. Oh, my gosh. If you hear this, send me a message with that quote. And I'm going to like jump off a bridge. Kidding. Kidding. But still. Oh my gosh. Um, all right. That was the episode on 
what's your biggest mistake? And I'm going to write down a episode topic about how to get clear about your intentions because that's something that I need to learn. And I am sure that if I need to learn it, there's other people that need to learn it. All right. So I'll see you online. I'll see you next week. This has been a long episode. So if you've gotten to the very end, thank you so much. Subscribe to the podcast if you're here and send it to one friend. I'm sure there's one person that you can think of that would enjoy this podcast and just be like, okay, you know what? I would want to, I would want somebody to send this podcast to me because I learned so much. So they must, right? Or maybe it's not them. Maybe it's somebody else. Find somebody that would want to hear this. But anyways, okay, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and week. And I'll see, again, I'll see you online. I'm going live a lot. So if you're still here, I'm going to be on live. All the links are in the description. And that is that. So thank you. Thank you for this episode. Thank you for making me talk about all of these things because it's helped me a lot. Because as you can tell, I've been processing stuff live on air. <laughs> I did a full introspection session on on myself and where I've been in 2023 on air for you. So be grateful. <laughs>